Today, I am so excited uh, to talk to you, uh, start a new series on vision. And um, I am, I, this is going to be a four-week series. I'm going to really uh, share some, some important, some big things that God has been stirring in us and me and our leaders and, and just things that, that we're super excited about. So I'm going to just kind of just give you just the next four weeks and what it's going to look like. It's going to be four weeks, and I'm going to talk about future direction and some things, some practical things of, of where God is leading us over the next year uh, and two years. And then I'm going to unpack a, a, a really a, the new vision for the house. And I'm going to explain why that's very important. And then the, fa- the final week of the series, I am going to, uh, I'm going to talk to you about our core values here at Generation Church and why that's important. Um, core values are, are very important. They really are what create the culture of the environment. If you're a business owner, your business, you have an environment, you have a a culture. And and, and time and time again, people will walk through these doors and say, man, before I even went into the service, I felt, I felt the life of the presence of the Lord. And, and, And so that is a reflection of our core values and really who we are. So, uh, why, why am I doing this? Here's what I want for you guys. I want all of us as we, as we look forward to have crystal clear clarity, like really honed in clarity on who we are, why we exist, right? That's very important. So, so if you're a business owner or if you're, you know, a part of an organization, I hope at some point you've asked yourself that question. Why do we exist? Well, just to make money. No, there's some, there should be something deeper. We, we want to get down to the why, This is very important to create clarity. And here's why clarity is important because as a church, clarity, clarity actually gives us aim. And and aim is so valuable. Listen, let me say it this way. Action without aim leads to frustration and exhaustion. Have you ever been serving somewhere or been a part of a, maybe your job where you're doing things, but it's like you're just frustrated and you just, there's just a feeling there that you're just like, ah, but probably you've not bought into the why or the why of the vision hasn't been clearly communicated and action without aim leads to frustration and exhaustion. So we want clear aim. We want clear aim. As a matter of fact, what we've been finding over the last six months or so, and, and, and just so you know, I've been praying, man, probably for the last year, specifically all summer, about some of the things that I'm going to share with you. Um, as a church, you know, really as Generation Church, less than two years old, we, we've, been, we've been saying, God, who are we? Why do we exist? And, and what we're finding is we were able to do 12 things here as a ministry, like, okay, pretty good. But what we want, we don't want to be pretty good. We want to hone in and and we want to focus in on four things and do those things really well. So what happens is you start doing too many things and and, and you're just kind of torn and pulled in so many directions. Man, I'm telling you guys, we're going to hone in and we're going to see God move. So you ready? So we want clarity. and, and, And so let me kind of just share with you some future direction for this house. 
And just so you know, it's a little different today. Um, this is kind of family talk, right? So I'm going to just share some things, some personal things about where our church is at. And, uh, and actually, if you're visiting with us today, I think it's a perfect day that you're here because you can really hear about where we're going and who we are. Um, and so it's a little different. I'm not going <laughs> to, I said this both services before that, I'm not going to preach, but I always at some point end up preaching at you a little bit. So uh, this is where we're going. So I want to just share some future direction uh, for this house. I have four things. You ready? You awake? Awesome. All right, so I have to set up this first one and say it like this. Two and a half years ago, uh, my wife and I were not the pastors of this church, um, and, and so we didn't even know when that time or if that time, you know, what that really looked like. Um, the timing of everything, we just didn't know yet. And um, we had a family that were, uh, they were visiting from New York, and uh, how many of you love the snowbirds? Three hands went up. I see you. I see you. Y'all just get ready. Traffic's about to get real, right? I t- it's, it's like, I just love it because, you know, it's like they're going 25 and a 45, and, and I'm trying not to get upset, and you know when you pull around them, and you, you, you look every time, don't you? When you, when you pull, don't, don't lie. You're not just, just driving, just, oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're looking. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? You're looking, and you know you're going to start seeing some blue blockers up in there. It's talking about... Just, just 10 and 2, just 10 and 2 with them big old glasses, just like all up on the wheel too, all up on the wheel. But we love, we love our snow, love our snow, the snowbirds, and um, we, we do, we, we love them. But we had a family come down, I'm excited because actually there's some amazing families that come and join us for the winter time. So I'm kind of excited about that. But there was a family from New York City, and they came, and, and uh, man, they didn't know anything about us. They didn't know our church. They didn't know me. They didn't know our leadership team. And they just were like, oh, we need to go to a church. So they Googled churches, and, and they kind of just felt like, all right, we're going to go to this one. And, uh, and so about 2, 3 in the morning, he, he said that the Lord woke him up and, and actually gave him a prophetic word for, for my wife and I and for this house. And he actually wrote a, a whole page, like wrote it down. And I still have it to this day. Um, and, and how many of you know, <laughs> I'm going to be talking, I'm going to do a, a whole series on the Holy Spirit after this vision series. So, so we're going to talk more about like the pr- prophetic words and all that. But, but how many of you had a, a weird prophetic word before where you just like, you know, somebody says, I have a word from the Lord for you. And you're like, okay. And they start talking and you just like, well, that's from somewhere, but it ain't the Lord. <laughs> God bless you, okay? And, uh, but, but there are times when you, you know it's the Lord, and I don't know about you, and everybody may be different, but generally in about two seconds, I can tell whether or not it's from the Lord or not, because, because I feel the presence of the Lord come uh, immediately, and then what happens is, is I shift away from, from, from looking at the person giving the word, and I'm feeling like it's actually coming straight from the Lord. And this is what happened to me on that day. And as a matter of fact, I was right over here after a service, and he began to read this, this kind of letter that he wrote. And he said, I don't he didn't know us, he didn't know anything. And I felt the presence of God so strong, I actually had to sit down in the chair. And, um, and, and in, the, in the letter, it just began to talk about the transition that was going to be coming. Again, we had no idea timing you know, or, or anything. And he said, I specifically see for you and your wife, God's going to begin to expand your influence. And, and God's going to begin to use this church and give it more influence. And anyway, 
just about everything that was in that letter has already come to pass. But one thing he said in the letter is he said, and I see something so valuable that's going to begin to be built here in this ministry. And it is a ministry training center where it's not necessarily a theological where they're just going to get smart and, and learn Bible, but they're going to really be trained and filled with the Holy Spirit and, and really be equipped for the work of the ministry. And I feel like this house is, is going gonna, is gonna to have that. And, um, and I've kind of been holding on to that and, and without trying to force anything, uh, over the last, you know, four, five, six months, some connections have just kind of dropped in our lap. And I'm so excited to tell you that we are partnering with um, SUM Bible College. It's based out of California. It is a fully accredited, fully accredited. In other words, you can get your bachelor's degree and your master's degree, fully accredited Bible college that only focuses on the ministry. So its only focus is equipping people for the ministry. We are partnering with them. And by the way, it is we are in plan of the fall of 2020 having SUM Bible College Generation Campus right here of a Generation Church. It's exciting. Here's why I think there's lots of, my wife and I are actually flying out to California. They're flying us out there. We're going to be meeting the faculty here in just a few weeks and, and uh, really catching more vision for the heart of the school. I love the vision of this school. Um, it actually began years ago. Um, now, now you can get your master's and all that. It, it began, SUM uh, originally uh, what was um, a school of urban missions. And so really it began as a urban uh, ministry that equipped people to share their faith in the streets. And so so that's birthed into an actual accredited Bible college, and we're partnering with them, and uh, I am excited. There's another good thing about it. Every student, every student is required to give 10 hours a week in service of the local church here that we're a part of. So we're going to get some help, y'all. You're going to start to see next year, you're going to start to see some college students just, you know, sweeping and parking and, and serving, and, and I'm excited about this. So is that good news? I think so. I think it's awesome. And, and you just need to know that I am passionate, super passionate about raising up leaders. And even though I'm a growing leader myself, we should always stay students, by the way. And, uh, but I'll tell you, Jesse and some others have asked me, like, man, what is it that you do that you just come alive? And preaching, obviously, is one of them. I'm gifted to do it. But, man, I'm telling you, when I get to sit with somebody who, who's, who's maybe just not quite far, as far along as I am in ministry and pour myself into them and raise them up and speak life into them and raise and, and challenge their leadership, man, I come to life. And so for me, this is, this is going to be a dream come true uh, to, to be able to raise up the next generation of leaders. The next thing that I'm excited about um, as we look into the future is something that we are calling Generation Outreach Center. Generation Outreach Center. And uh, it is going to be an off-site ministry center that is still affiliated, that is Generation Church, but, but off-site. And, and the heart behind this is we really want to reach people who would never come to this church. And so this center is going, we're, we're praying even now about this, and, and we're asking the Lord, we've, we've said, okay, what are the top three um, needs of Pinellas County? like real, like ground level needs. And then we want this, this center to, to be uh, a place where we're meeting those needs in our community. And so it's, it's going to, man, I, I, I feel like we're going to be able to give out clothing and food and, and, and counseling and support for abused, um, you know, just abuse. And, and, and I'm, it's just going to be awesome. So why are we doing this? Well, let me tell you the heart behind it. Is God growing us here? Absolutely. Over the last year and a half, it's just 
it's crazy what God has, has done. My, here's what I don't want to happen, and I, and I see it happen a lot in churches. God pours out influence and favor and blessing and growth, and, and then the church and its leadership are a little more and more distance, distanced from, from the real needs of the community. And we lose the sheep smell. If you've been in church long enough, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, as, a, as a pastor and as a shepherd, I don't want to ever, I don't want to ever lose the smell of the sheep. I don't want to ever get so blessed that I'm so distanced from the real needs of our community. Are you with me? Like we... <laughs> Like the moment we ever get so high and mighty that we're judging people that walk in this door and based on appearance or even how they smell, come on somebody, then we have lost who we are. And so what we want to do, this generation, you know, outreach center is going to, it's going to make, it, we, we want to be on the ground level, guys. That's all I'm saying. I don't ever want to be out of touch with the real needs of our community. I think that's a good thing. And here's, here's... <laughs> Here's something really cool. All of these things that I'm talking about, these are gonna be new ways for you to get involved here. Because some of you are like, oh, I love, you know, just, just the idea of training leaders and being a part of, of, of training up people in this school idea. You can become part of that ministry and serve there. Oh, I love, you know, just outreach and, and, and really helping people that, you know, meet needs. And, but you can be a part of Generation Outreach Center. This is perfect. This is just giving you ways that you can plug in. So Generation Outreach Center, and then I had to tag this because it is such a part of who we are. Not only do we really care about our community, but we really care about foreign missions. And our church, actually even right now, we, we are supporting missionaries all over the world. Um, out of our normal budget, we're giving $1,500 a month to full-time missionaries around the world. And uh, we have a team leaving in just a few weeks to go to uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, and actually serve on the ground in the slums uh, of Brazil. And I wanted to highlight, because we've also got a trip coming up um, at the end of October, early November, that we are going to Cambodia. And um, we've talked a lot about Brazil. I haven't said a whole lot about Cambodia. So I'm going to take two minutes, and I'm going to just fill you in on what's happening. We had a lady um, two and a half years ago in our church named, named Andrea. And she uh, was very successful. She owned a dance studio. And she felt the call to give everything away and, and move to Cambodia to help women who've been abused through sex trafficking and all the stuff that's going on over there. And, man, it wasn't just talk. I remember like it was yesterday. She met with my dad and I and we shared her heart. And, and people were against it. We're like, no, you're giving up so much. I mean, how you don't walk away from all this stuff. And, and it was like this big deal. And we prayed with her, man, and she just took off. And she moved herself to Cambodia. And for two and a half years, she has been in the red light district there in Cambodia, ministering to, to, to women and children who've been abused and who've been through the sex traffic industry. We've not yet been able to send a team. This is why I'm so excited about this trip. And, and I'll be honest with you, there was a little bit of um, just contention about the trip because of the type of ministry is geared towards women. And so even there, a lot of these women, like if you send men on the trip, Sometimes there's kind of like, they see it differently because all they know is men are bad, right? And so there was kind of this, okay, Lord, how can we be used and go and support Andrea and what she's doing and see it and go there? And 
Well, Tim, who's uh, Moldrink, who's our missions director, really felt like I'm just supposed to go. And so uh, through talking with Andrea, and Andrea said, listen, here's, I feel like the Lord said this. Here's why Tim is supposed to go. See, everyone who goes there goes with the intention of ministering to the women who've been abused. Tim is going to the red light district of Cambodia to minister to the men, the, the customers, the businessmen who are, who are there to do evil. And it hit me when, when, when they said that, that this is what he's going to be doing. Literally, he's going to be walking through the red light district and, and, and sharing the hope of Jesus to these men and praying that repentance comes. And I'm believing, you pray with me for this trip, I'm believing that up and down that red light district, men would fall into repentance and be weeping and give their life to Jesus in repentance before they do anything bad. And so this is what we get to be a part of. And it's just going to ramp up next year. I'm just telling you that we're ramping up our foreign mission and our, our, our just, we want to be on the ground level in our community, on the ground level around the world. Amen? It's good stuff. Can I keep going? Okay. I'm excited. So outreach, Generation Outreach Center, uh, SUM Bible College, Generation Campus. And here's, here's the third in reference to our building, because a lot of people have been asking, like, hey, man, like, what y'all going to do here, man? Like, it's kind of, you know, a lot of people and, and uh, you know, especially our 10 o'clock. Thank you, by the way, for coming to the third service. Just want to say that. Thank you. And if you start feeling, man, maybe I should try the 10 o'clock. Don't try the 10 o'clock. <laughs> just please. Just, this is way better. It's more anointed third service. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. They're both all great. But everybody wants to come to the 10, and so, you know, we're putting out chairs, and, and you know, um, it's exciting, but, but just keep coming to the third. But what, what, what people are, you know, what we're realizing is that we've got, to, we've got to plan ahead and be thinking about what's next. And while, to be honest with you, you know, I love this building and, and the way it's, it, I just, man, I'll be honest with you, like just what happens in that lobby in between services and the community and the, and the small feel and, and the selfish part of me just says, man, y'all just, just quit inviting people. Let's just hang, let's just be who we are and love each other. But God, but God says, nope, you need to make room, keep making room, keep making room because his heart is for people. His heart is for the broken people around us that we don't even know about. We're not thinking about that. We're sitting in here in our comfortable chairs and our AC. But, but God knows those cries of those children and those parents and those people around us who don't know Jesus. And he wants them to come in and receive freedom. So we got to make room. So what does that look like? Well, here, here's just some information about this building. Number one, we don't own this building. Um, the person who owns it, he also owns Catalina Yacht Company, which is right behind us over here. And um, he, it's based out of California. And uh, he's been gracious. We love, we've got great relationship with him and with that company, and they've been super gracious to us, and, and we've been here for a long time. However, there, this summer even, uh, he called us and said, hey, want to let you know somebody wants to buy the building. You have 60 days to leave uh, unless you can buy it, and, which is great because we have first right to buy it. Uh, but he's asking about $1.8 million, which this past summer and today we didn't have. You with me? Now, the reason why he can say you have 60 days to leave is because in our lease, there is a little clause that says, I only have to give you 60 days and you've got to leave. Now, you might be thinking, well, why don't you just take it out? Well, we tried. 
And he, you know, he wanted to keep it in there, which he can do because he owns the building and the property. And so we've been, over the last six months, we've been praying and saying, okay, God, we have a couple of options. Would you please direct us and speak clearly? Clarity, remember, clarity. We want to hear clearly. He's speaking. We want to hear. Because I don't want to get ahead of God. I don't want to get over here when God was over here. And so we want to hear the voice of the Lord. And so we started thinking, okay, well, maybe we could purchase this and then add a bigger sanctuary. That was kind of an option because, you know, we want to be central in central Pinellas. And what we realized is, is that to build a bigger sanctuary over here, it, it, we don't have enough parking. And so as I'm praying and I'm saying, Lord, just speak. And I heard so clearly the Lord spoke into my spirit and said, this is not the place for you. It's not big enough for what I want to do. And so with that, um, we are not planning on purchasing this building. Um, when we start dreaming about the next two, three, four, five years, understanding that SUM Bible College is going to grow here um, and our intern programs are going to grow, our church is going to grow through our outreaches. Let me tell you, in any time, if you have friends who are in the ministry who are struggling to grow their church, you know what you need to tell them? You need to be out in the streets doing outreach. That's my first question. Are you, are you in the streets? Are, are, are you reaching out to your community? You want to grow a church? Get out there. Don't pull people from other churches. Get out into the streets. And so this is, you know, so we know that we're going to continue to grow, and we're excited about it. And, and, um, and so here's, here's what, if, if, if we think about the next few years, um, you know, with this 60-day lease, we want to have our own place. Our own place. And we think God wants us to have our own place. And I'm not up here talking about, I want, the, I want to have this church where you can park at 747 in the lobby and have these golden pillars. No, 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 I don't need any of that stuff, man. I'm not, that does not entice me one bit. I love this feel right here. But we know we have to make room, so what does that look like? Well, we've got to prepare ourselves financially over the next year to be able to, to secure our own space. Okay, that's just wisdom right there, okay? Because, at, again, at any point, he can come to us and say, you got 60 days, which he did that this summer, and somebody wanted to buy the building. Thankfully, that deal fell through because we're still here. Um, somebody say amen right there. Um, and so our, our vision over the next few years would be, would be this. We want a phase one would be, have our own space in central Pinellas. So we've had some churches open up in Pasadena. We're like, no, no, we, we feel from, from God that we want to be central Pinellas County because we want to be accessible to people from all over the county. And then beyond that, you know, as over the next years as God grows this, we could see maybe some campuses on the east, west, north, south, but very strategic in, in, in how we're doing it. And, and the whole point of it is we want what God's doing in, in the vision, which I'm going to share in just a moment, uh, to be accessible to everybody in the county. So just so you know me, I have no, I have no intentions of ever standing up to, before you and saying, we're going to plant, you know, do 10 campuses in 10 years. No, that just, I get stressed just thinking about that. I am not trying to see how many campuses can we launch. That's just not in me. But I, I do want to be strategic, and I want to be listening to the Lord and saying, God, if this lines up with what you're wanting to do in people in Pinellas County, and you've got a group of people that will say yes. So that's our heart behind it, and those are the, the next phases of what you will start to see here. But we've got to prepare ourselves to acquire our own space. Does that make sense? Yes. And, uh, okay, lastly, how are we going to do it? 
how, how, do, we, how do we do this? Um, well, we are launching something today called Kingdom Builders. Kingdom Builders. And um, it's, not, it's, it's not on the envelope, giving envelopes yet, but online and, and on uh, the giving app, you'll see that. And I'm going to explain what that is. But before I do that, I want to say this. Last year, at the end of the year, we had a... How many of you were here last year, December? My Lord, everybody else has been coming since then. Um, last December, we took up a year-end offering. And why did we do that? We did that because we felt God was stirring vision inside of us. And if I can just, just give me a couple of minutes to talk about giving and what we believe here at Generation Church. And, um, and, and, and I, I want you to know this, like, you know, I don't stand up and, and beat you to give every week. We don't even take up an offering. But if I never talk about biblical giving, shame on me. Okay, so, so shame on me if I don't. So I'm, I, let me just say this. First of all, our church believes in, in the biblical method of tithing. What is that, though? We need to know what that is. Tithing, according to the Word of God, is giving 10% of your income back to Him. So we call that obedience. That's just obedience. And you say, well, you know, uh, is it tithing if it's, if it's 2 or 3%? Well, not technically, but, but listen, you start somewhere. Because I've heard people say, well, I can't give 10%. Well, just start somewhere. I'm at 1%. Start at 1%. But, but you need to learn the blessing of giving. But, but the tithe, in other words, I think everything, every person God brings into this house is very strategic. And your tithe, all of us together's tithe, it, it allows us to maintain where we are, to pay all of these bills, to do everything that we're currently doing. But when God drops a bigger vision, you know what it takes. It takes more resources. So Kingdom Builders is a fund that we're starting that you can be a kingdom builder, and, and that means every dollar, even one dollar over your normal tithe into the kingdom builder fund will allow us to accomplish these things. I'm telling you, the more that we start to buy into this vision and give into kingdom builders, you're gonna start seeing Generation Outreach Center. You're gonna start, you're gonna start seeing, okay, listen, we've, we've gotta, again, this is just being honest with you. As, as it relates to the building, because we've done some math, trust me. We, we wanna be very wise stewards with every penny that comes in here and be, and be ahead and be praying and thinking ahead. So we've looked at a space, buildings that would be big enough for us. And then you add on the cost of renovating those spaces. So just to be very honest with you, this first phase of acquiring our own space, we're gonna probably need about a million dollars um, to, to even have liquid down to do something like this. And, and can I just share, it'd be a little vulnerable with you and talking with people and, and, and realizing this, again, you're talking to somebody who, I mean, you know, two years ago, just stepped into leading this church. And I'd never been a senior pastor before and we were a hundred or so people and, and um, you know, barely just making the, the light bill. And so now I'm at a place where I'm having to believe God for a million dollars. And so the, there was a weight that came on me, if I'm just being real with you. And then I obviously, like I always do, and I hope you do too, I brought it to the Lord. And I just kind of began to pour it out. And I'm thinking and I'm talking to the Lord. And I'm like, yeah, but Lord, that's a lot of money. And then I, in my spirit, you know, I just kind of felt like the Lord laughed at me and kind of said, it's a lot of money to who? 
And I'm like, okay, Lord. And, and I just really felt like God said, you, you, you need to take that burden off of you. It, wasn't, it was not meant for you. Like, you just partner with it. Just do what I've, I've told you. Be obedient. I'll take care of all the other stuff. So I, I want to tell you, after I left that time of prayer, and since then, I've not had one ounce of worry about any of this. Praise God for that, right? Because I don't want it. I'm not worried about it. God's got it. But we just need to know where we're at and where we're going. We want clarity, remember? We want aim. So this is where we're headed, and this is not too big for God. As a matter of fact, in Ephesians, some of you know the verse where it says, and he can go exceedingly, abundantly, above, and all that we could even. Come on now, we need, a, we need, we need faith to rise in this room. Who's with me? We need faith to rise in the room. He takes care. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. Can I tell you what the Lord told me? He says, I'm just looking for a people who will partner with me. <laughs> a people that I can trust and that will partner with me, and I will pour out the windows of heaven on them. And so this is where we're headed. So today, uh, we're starting our kingdom builders, and over the next few months, as we, as we begin to cast vision, you're going to be able to give into that. Um, and, and so I want to take the next few minutes that we have left, and I want to explain to you the vision of our house. And, um, and, and I want to tell you that there's four things that we're going to begin to focus on, and I'm so excited about them. We're not focused on eight things, focused on four things. And every person who comes through this door, we're going to ask God to do these four things. And I've been praying about this, by the way, for months, and asking, like, God, give us vision that we can make so clear and communicate so clearly. Um, and, and I'm gonna, you go ahead and turn with me to Exodus chapter six, because I wanna show it to you in scripture first. But I wanna make sure I distinguish between vision and the delivery of the vision, because this is where a lot of churches get it wrong. A lot of churches will, will take delivery systems and make those vision. Let me explain that. Church, our growth track, our small groups, the style of music and worship that we, that we play here, those are not our vision. Those are vehicles that allow us to see our vision become a reality. So they are systems. They're the delivery of the vision. We can't, we, we have to understand the difference. In other words, all of you guys have systems and vision. Like you woke up this morning at, you know, probably 10 o'clock, uh, and you said to yourself, I want to go to Generation Church today. I, all of you did, unless you were forced here and dragged here against your will. Hope you weren't. And so that was your vision. You said, today, this, I want to go to Generation Church. Now, you had some systems in place to make sure that became a reality. Well, what, what's one of those systems? Well, you got up and, and, and got dressed. Praise God for that, by the way. <laughs> and, and not only did you do that, but you brushed your teeth. Praise God for that, too. <laughs> and then you got into a vehicle that actually drove you to this location. Now, the vehicle and the brushing your, you know, your teeth and the clothes were not your vision. 
They assisted you into bringing you to the vision. You with me? So, so I'm gonna get very clear on the why behind who we are because we don't focus on the what, we focus on the why and the, and the real vision. So here it is, we've got four things. And if you've seen our canvas in the lobby, then you know these, these four things. I'm gonna say them and then I'm gonna show it to you in scripture. We want everybody who comes into this church, we want them to know God personally. This isn't a head knowledge. We want you to know God personally. But not only do we want you to know God, we, you have to find freedom in your life. The, the church word for this is deliverance. A lot of people don't like that word because they think it's weird. What does that mean? Did you know it's God's purpose for you to know him, but then to find full deliverance and freedom? And next week, I'm gonna, all of these four things, by the way, we have a strategy of how to do it. We're not just telling you these things that we're gonna put them on the wall and this cute little thing on the picture. No, 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 we're, we're gonna be very strategic about how we accomplish these things. And probably the one I'm most excited about is the second one, Find Freedom, because we're gonna, we're starting a freedom ministry here at Generation Church that, man, I just can't wait to tell you, I can't wait for this thing to launch, but it's going to be amazing. So. Know God, find freedom, and then we want you to discover why you were created, to discover purpose. And the last one is make a difference, and that this, this just really, uh, it, it, most Christians never get to this place where you can fully, you, you're fully free to where now you're living to make a difference. Can I show it, those four things to you all through scripture real quick? You have your Bible? Exodus chapter six and verse six, it says this. Now this is God talking to the children of Israel and he's saying to them, here's my plan for you. My plan of freedom is this. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. Now, this is, this is the first thing. He says, I am the Lord and I will bring you out. Somebody say, bring you out. This is, this is, this is our first part of our vision, to know God personally. He's got to bring you out of darkness and into light. I know this is kind of, uh, you know, very, you know, just simple, but honestly, this is where most churches stop. We wanna get you saved and then praise God. But there's more to this process of freedom. So he says, I, he says, I wanna bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I just gotta get you out of there. But it doesn't stop there. Here's the second part of this freedom process. Not only do I want to bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, but he says, and this is separate, I will deliver you from slavery to them. This is the second element of our purpose, of our vision, is, is real freedom, real freedom. Here's what God is saying here. He's saying, I gotta get you out of Egypt, but then I gotta get Egypt out of you. I need you to get free so that you, can, that you can see clearly. In other words, you're never gonna see tomorrow clearly until you deal with yesterday. And most Christians never get to this point and they're saved, but they're bound. And they come to church and they smile and they lift their hands and they sing and they pray and then they go home and they live their Monday to Saturday in bondage to the sins of the enemy. And sometimes it's not like they're cheating on your wife, but sometimes it's just, you're living in shame and condemnation. And God did not send his son to die on the cross so that you can live in condemnation, but to free you. So we want you to get free. But then there's a third one. 
She says, I will deliver you from slavery to them and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. Here's our third, our, our, our third part of our, our vision. He says, I will redeem you. We call this to discover purpose. The word redeem here in the Hebrew, it means to, it means to restore to your created purpose. So follow this, and again, you're gonna be hearing this a lot because every person who walks through this door, we're gonna let them know clearly, here's what we want for you. We want you to know God personally. We want you to find freedom. And once you've found, once you've found freedom, now you can clearly see the way God designed you to be and the gifts that he's placed in you. Um, he's redeeming you back to the way that you were originally designed. Man, I get excited about this stuff. I will redeem you. And then there's one more. I will also take you to be my people. And I will be your God and you shall know that I am the Lord your God. Here's an interesting thing about this fourth uh, lane of our vision. It's, and we call it to make a difference. Um, in the text, it goes from talking to you personally now to a plural people. What, what does this mean to make a difference? This is the part of freedom where you now know it's no longer about you. It's no longer about you. You've, you've come to the place where, where, where you've, you've realized through freedom and through relationship with Jesus that it is so much better now to live my life in the overflow so that now I come to church not saying, oh, Lord, just give me. Oh, I wish somebody would come pray for me. Oh, I just hope the songs are good today. Oh, I hope Pastor Stephen's got a good word today. No, you've shifted and you've come through this process of freedom to where you come in there now like, who can I give a word to today? Who can I speak encouragement to today? Who can I pray for today? Who can I reach out to today? Lord, if you, listen, I want you to think about this. When's the last time you stepped in the door of this church and said, Lord, you know the people that are hurting today and you could point one out to me. And I'll, if you do, I'll go up to them and I'll pray for them and I'll speak life into them. Whoa, what a shift. Now you are living for, for in the overflow of, of, of giving and, and there's a greater purpose now. This is what we want for you. No, this is what God wants for you. This is what God wants for you. He wants to, he wants to remove this. Listen, I, I know so many times for me, you know, I, I don't, I wake up and I'm like, man, I don't feel like preaching. But can you imagine if I came up here this morning and I was like, hey guys, so glad you came to Generation Church. I just gotta be honest with you. I'm just not feeling it today. Just not feeling it. So love you guys. See you next week. be like what so do you know how many times I wake up and I have to I feel a certain way I don't feel like I'm very spiritual today or I don't feel like like I have a word today or I don't feel like they're gonna receive me today but I got to tell you something I've learned to make a shift and I begin to tell my feelings what they're gonna feel and I begin to be led by faith in the promises of God and then my feelings catch up. So what, I, what I'm here to tell you is, is that it doesn't matter how you feel. We're led, we're led by faith. We, we're, we're here as an overflow. And I'm just like, Lord, use me today. And as I stand up and I pour out and as you pour out, you know this already, you're more fulfilled by pouring out than you would be if you just said, Lord, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. But it's a, it's a process of freedom, it doesn't, doesn't, that does not come overnight. God's got to, you got to know him, 
then you gotta find freedom and deliverance. You gotta realize your created purpose. And now you can make a difference. I'm gonna show it to you in one more scripture and then we're gonna go home. Look in Ephesians chapter one because I wanna show you this process in the New Testament too. And there are many others that I could take you to. Here's God's process for you. Ephesians chapter one and verse 17, it says this, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. He wants them to know God. But it didn't stop his prayer right there. In the knowledge of him. Also, verse 18 though, there's another part to it. Having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. Oh, this is interesting. Why didn't he just say having your eyes enlightened? Because, because the, 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 the eyes of the heart, you see, there's, there can be a fog there. So what he does through freedom and through deliverance is that now he can remove the fog and now your heart eyes can actually begin to see clearly and now I'm not seeing through condemnation. I'm not seeing through pain. I'm not seeing through an orphan mentality, an orphan spirit. I'm seeing through the, through the fact of the finished work of Jesus Christ and the fact that I'm a son of the Most High God. Oh, there's power comes when that happens. So, so he tells them, I want you to have the spirit of wisdom and, and revelation and the knowledge of him. I want you to know God. And then I want your heart's eyes to see clearly. I want you to find freedom. Right, this is the second one. But he doesn't stop there either. He says, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. So he wants them to know God, he wants them to find freedom, and then he wants them to discover the, the way that they were designed in their, in their purpose in life. He wants them to, to realize that, that he's created them and designed them for some things. He says that you would know the hope to which he has called you now you found freedom and you can see clearly now you're now you're looking at oh my goodness there's a purpose he's he's given me some gifts and we're going to talk in just a few weeks after this vision series i'm going to start a holy spirit series and we're going to talk all about that but before you can see any of that we got to get you free are you with me but it didn't stop there and I'm almost done. Listen, no God, find freedom. You want them to discover their purpose, the hope to which he's called them. And then the last one. And what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? Paul says, I gotta, you gotta know him. You gotta find freedom. You gotta see the hope of your calling and that you've been designed and, and gifted for a purpose. And now I'm gonna plug you into the body of Christ as a whole and I'm gonna begin to use you there and you're gonna begin to realize that this thing's bigger than you. This thing's not about you. And you're gonna begin to live your life in an overflow spillover mentality. And man, people are gonna, people's cups are gonna be full because of your spillover. And you're gonna begin to really make a difference. Do you see it? You see it in... Exodus, you see it here, and I'm gonna take you next week into Isaiah and other places where that's God's process of freedom for your life. And so it has become our vision for this house. And you're gonna hear a lot more about that. Why? Because I believe free people, free people. And we're gonna pray in just a minute, but I, I, I wanna tell you that I got so excited because it's been said, really, if you study this, that about 10% of people in churches are actually free. So the body of Christ is crippled right now, and we're operating on a 10%. But I started dreaming. 
And I, I want you to dream with me. And I want you to imagine with me a group of people, I don't know, seven or 900 people. I don't even know how many people come here now, but let's say whatever, 800 people that are free. All of them. Every person in this place knows who they are. They know God. They found freedom. They're not bound by sin anymore. And they're ready to make a difference in this community. Watch out. Watch out. You think this little vision right here, listen, it's not, listen, this thing is going to explode. The kingdom of heaven is going to come to this place when we start to see God's plan and partner with him. We're not asking him to partner with us. We want to partner with him. Is that good? I think it's good. I'm excited. And you're going to be hearing a lot more about that.